When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are listening to the daily best of Rick and Bubba. This is one hour of fun from the show this morning. Don't worry, you can still catch the entire show on your favorite podcast app. And you can watch the daily best of Rick and Bubba on Blaze TV. Enjoy the daily best of Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. It is the Rick and Bubba show. Eight minutes past the hour. Unpacking another day from sweet home Alabama to the world. On all sorts of platforms, America's boldest radio stations make up the Rick and Bubba radio network. We have a 24-7 tune-in app uh, that you can stream the show live and have all kinds of archives of past shows uh, on our tune-in app. Uh, you can watch us live on YouTube. Uh, you can also um, catch us live on uh, some of our affiliates that are also iHeartRadio. Uh, um, you can do that. Uh, when it comes to the archive world where you just want to catch the show on your own time, Blaze TV gives you an hour. There's some uh, terrestrial TV stations that give you an hour every day of the Rick and Bubba show. You can catch the entire show archived on our YouTube channel on your own time, or you can hear uh, the archives of The Daily Show, including a a best of hour uh, on our podcast channel as well. And then uh, when the weekend gets here, a a unique podcast comes out almost every weekend that's 45 minutes long. It's called Rick and Bubba University. So there's all the Rick and Bubba stuff. Uh, If you'd like to kind of peruse through it, you can find all the different ways to get that at rickandbubba.com. Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, Eddie Van Adler, all here, Blazing Silverman, our Rick and Bubba University intern. He'll take your phone calls today. Guests are lined up, but let's bring in the other half of the two sexiest fat men alive, the pride of Cedar Springs, Alabama. Most of you probably know him best as the Silver Tongue One, the man with a golden voice, professional lunch eaters, man of the year, the inventor of pizza in a cup, Shakespeare's worst nightmare, and the master of the Kang's English. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Bill Bubba Bussy! Howdy, Bubba. How about it, Rick Burgess? Friends, neighbors, associates everywhere. Welcome into the little party we call Rick and Bubba. Yeah, let's go. Jack and Diane, two American kids growing up in the heartland. Uh, what are you going to do with Jackie next? We don't need to talk about it. But you think, Diane. 
he went on a run. That's he did. what started him. Yeah, because oh, yeah. he was John Cougar, then he was John Cougar Mellencamp, then he was John Mellencamp. Right, but that all why? the big run started with Jack Dye. Why? Yeah, why all the changing of the name? What was that? About? Well, I, this is that thing where you get out there and you get yourself an entertainment name because you you know you're trying to make it. Your record company gave him the Cougar it, thing, and it, he never liked it. Yeah, and then you get you get you get big enough to say I didn't like being given a name that dishonors my real name, and somebody says, Well, you've already established John Cougar. All right, we'll leave it in there, but I'm 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 putting Mellencamp. Camp. That's my real name. Then you get real mad and get real successful, and you get a lot of authority. And say, I'm going back to my real name. Mm-hmm. That's what all that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, he's so Johnny Mellencamp. And I don't know if you've ever seen him be interviewed. He's a character. Yes, yes sir. Hey, he don't hold back. No, Mm-mm. ask him anything. God, when he said that uh, that he, the one thing he wasn't going to change is smoking because that's the only thing that he can do well. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, but he's a handful. He really is. Yeah. Yeah, it does get a little bit spicy on that one chorus. <laughs> yeah. In fact, as a kid, I had to print up like lyrics and tabs and chords to learn how to play a song. And I hadn't quite read through the lyrics. And my mom found that sheet and she's like, What is this? I was like, It's just a great Americana song. I didn't know about that verse. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. I didn't right. know about a it's young a little couple. ditty about Jack and Diane. I was just really trying to learn the ditty. That yeah. part, yeah, yeah. Jackie's are gonna be a football are you, star. Are you yeah. riding in the car with your parents, and you kind of turn it down, right? right. You know, oh, yeah. talk over it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, what do y'all want to do for dinner? Yeah. So, so anyway, we uh, we have a lot to unpack today. Uh, gonna be. Uh, we got Tommy Tuberville, the senator, will be dropping by. Uh, he's a regular here on the Rick and Bubba Show, and Dinesh D'Souza. Uh, as uh, this two thousand mules thing, it's uh, it's been a movie, it's been a documentary, uh, it's now a book. And uh, we'll, uh, if you uh, uh, want to find out kind of what uh, role the book plays in all this, as we get ready for huge midterm elections coming up, uh, it, it's a it's a good time to be educated and and understand what what is out there, what's what's taken place since the the last election, uh, what has, what hasn't, rulings, um, who said this, and what about that <clears throat> state, and over here's this. So uh, we'll talk to Dinesh D'Souza about that. And um, well, we got a lot of stories yeah. today too. Yeah, I mean, some of them are going to be blockbusters. Well, I will tell you the one uh, was the one you and I were talking about after the show yesterday because it came out after the show, and we have it for today. If you were fired because you wouldn't take the vaccine, big ruling for you yesterday. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. New York may have done you a big favor. Big ruling, big ruling. I mean, because you know all lawyers need is precedent. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Now the ruling there. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, and and I think the ruling was correct. I uh, can't. The way some of you guys, uh, men and women, were treated, involving your job, uh, when especially when it got to the point that it it, it no longer made sense for them to d- demand that you take mm-hmm. a vaccine. I mean, it it, it was illogical, um, and they still fired you. They wouldn't let you work. You, right. you you may you may start getting some uh, some rulings that that may give you uh, the foundation you need to uh, to get compensated for that. Yeah, it, it look. It, every, there was a lot of people dying, a lot of panic. Uh, people were demanding that their elected officials do something. But you know, it takes it takes great strength to be a leader. And sometimes they just needed to say, "Look, we just got to be cool and find out more about this and let it go." But people people don't they won't accept that. You no, know? you're right. We 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 we. They want you to do something. Do right. something. Do something. And but sometimes something is the wrong thing. Sometimes leadership, as you just said, requires you keeping a cool head, and no matter how many people are screaming at you, you actually have the forethought to say, "All right, now wait a minute. If we start firing people over this, that's also going to ruin their lives." 
So And that's going to be more unemployment. Yeah, and then we're here at a hospital especially, and we keep saying we have a shortage of people, but I'm going to make us have even less people. Yeah. Over something that I'm not even sure scientifically makes sense. Now, yeah. and that, that's know, called two, that's called leadership. And, right? and two months ago, we were having parades and calling these people heroes, and now we're firing them. Mm-hmm. That didn't make much sense, did it? No, it didn't. I thought that was a little crazy then. So anyway, do something. Yeah, do something. Well, and, and we and we we're, we're, we can't critically think anymore. Well, hey, we make uh, we we've been making kids uh, take vaccines to go to school all the time. Okay, first of all, these things have been around for a long time. Very proven. We're talking about something that's experimental. See that a leader, a leader would say, "Well, it's not really the same thing." We need to that, wait. That's apples and oranges, right. you know. Uh, we'll be back. More Rick and Bubba coming up right after this. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. Well, uh, as we've been talking about on the show quite a bit, um, and inflation uh, affects us all. N- none of us are exempt because when the cost of everything going up. Uh, that uh, that is a reality that affects every single person, no matter where we are. Unless you're going to not buy products, it also is going to affect uh, your retirement. I don't know if you've taken a look at yours lately. I've taken a look at mine, eh. uh, and so the Biden administration. I don't even know what to say about their response because they're acting like it isn't happening, uh, and the economy is struggling, and that's why we recommend uh, diversifying. Uh, with gold and silver and doing that now, and and I would recommend you go with Allegiance Gold, and I'll tell you why. Uh, they're going to help protect your IRA or your 401k with physical gold and silver, and if you prefer, they'll even send it right to your door. Now, what kind of separates them from the pack is, the, is how they devote themselves to getting a plan that is uniquely formatted for your situation. They don't take some boilerplate deal and say, well, this is what everybody does. Because that may not be the best thing for you. What's good for you and what's good for Bubba and what's good for Speedy, me, it may all be different. So they, they want to sit down and say, here's your situation. This is what we suggest. And that's why they have so many uh, accolades out there. You can see it everywhere. Uh, go to protectwithrickbubba.com. Get their best offer yet, up to $2,500 of free silver on a qualifying purchase when you tell them Rick and Bubba sent you uh, when you call 844-790-9191. Now, if you go to protectwithrickbubba.com, just put our names together, you'll see it. Now, if you call, you need to mention us, 844-790-9191, or simply go to protectwithrickbubba.com. If you were fired from your job because uh, you would not take a, the vaccine that was trying to be forced on you, this could be a big ruling. Yeah, maybe even removed from the military, yep, uh, yep. different things. All that, yeah. Uh, a New York Supreme Court judge, Ralph, how are we saying his name? I'm going to say Porzio. 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 Has ordered city officials to reinstate and hand back pay to employees who refuse to get the vaccine. Mm-hmm. He wrote in his decision Monday that the city's vaccine mandate was enacted illegally last year and is unconstitutional. Hello, there's the he, big one. He specifically hit out at former city health commissioner, uh, saying that he overstepped his authority by enacting the vaccine mandate. He also claimed that the mayor, Eric Adams, executive order barring performers and athletes from the mandate was arbitrary and capricious. The decision was in response to a lawsuit filed by 16 former sanitation department workers who were fired in February for refusing to get the jab. The city's law department is now appealing the decision. 
But they're going to have to take it up to district uh, federal court now, I guess, because this is a uh, Supreme this yep. is the Supreme Court of New York. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, but look for that phrase, unconstitutional. There's where the door opens. So uh, as a result of this mandate, more than 1,700 city workers were fired for refusing to get vaccinated. 850 teachers and classroom aides were also axed last month. Mm. Wow. Mm. Under the ruling, the employees will be reinstated to their full employment as of 6 a.m. Tuesday morning. Uh, and they're entitled to back pay and salary from the date they were terminated. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the lawyers will have a field day with this one. Oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, if you're anywhere in the country now, now you have a ruling that you can put in your back pocket and at least go forward with it. What about old back pay? <laughs> back pay's big. Back yeah. pay. Back pay is real You big. didn't have the authority to do that. You <clears throat> overstepped your authority. You got to put these people back Let's, to work and give them the money you cost them. Um. Mm. This, this is so good. If you read, big through, right there. if you read through the details of this, it's a thirteen-page ruling, mm-hmm. and it, it, it's it's just filled with such great terminology. Rick, he said that the mandate violated the workers' procedural due process rights. Mm-hmm. He said uh, the order uh, that extended the mandate to private employers as an executive order issued by the mayor, excluding athletes and performers from the mandate, mm-hmm. was arbitrary. We talked about that. Right. He said the, van, uh, the vaccination mandate for city employees was not about safety there and, we go. and public health, but it was about compliance. There you go. Compliance. Compliance. Compliance is not you a valid You will reason. comply or you will face. Mm-hmm. And, oh, by the way, there's certain groups that vote for me or really help our city out a lot. And we got to find some way to exempt some special people that we like better than yeah, you. because we want to see them come to town to right. perform because they sell tickets. Correct. Get this. He said if, if it had been about safety and public health, Unvaccinated workers would have been placed on leave the moment the order was issued, mm. and they were not. Boy, a lot of common sense here. Yeah, uh, and it, it's it's so uh, it's such a superpower, and it's so uncommon now. You marvel when it shows up again. He said, right. "Listen," he said, "the city, the city uh, should have simply continued its test or vaccinate policy." rather than force everyone to be vaccinated, noting that nearly 80% of city residents were already vaccinated at the time. Mm. We shouldn't be penalizing the people who showed up to work at great risk to them and their families while we were all locked down. There we go. Wow. And I'll tell you the wow, folks, wow, to, wow. to me, the great. ones who have, great. The one who have a case that. even bigger than the sanitation workers is healthcare people. Mm-hmm. When, oh, I know. Especially when they were saying... You know we have been exposed to this virus. We have natural immunity that is as good, if not superior, to anything the vaccine is going to give us, which means we have the same or superior protection without any risk of side effects. Right. Rick, wait. There's more. From, the, okay. from you know, I mean, yeah, but go ahead. He, he said. This gets better, doesn't it? The, 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 judge, the judge says in his 13-page ruling, the pandemic has proven that immunity provided by mRNA vaccines are not absolute with breakout infections occurring even for those who have been vaccinated and fully boosted. There we go. In in writing, in that thing. Um, This is so good. He said, uh, 
it, it goes on, and he, he's talking about all the things. Now, of course, a spokesperson for the Law Department of New York said that they're already appealing the decision. No, the city course. strongly disagrees with this ruling, as this mandate is firmly grounded in law and is critical to New Yorkers' public health. So of course well, if not. that is the of course law, it's not. if that is the law, we need to change it because yeah. it's mm-hmm. ridiculous. Do y'all remember when all these mandates started happening? Both of you, one of you said. This is going to end up in court. Yeah, we do. And oh, yeah. and and y'all all said if you've been mess. let go because of this, you need to get your everything in order. Lawyer up because it's going to happen. Yeah, because it and was so, that was back in whenever a year well, and a half ago. But it, it was so it was so common sense. That's yeah. what it was going to to lead to, because when you see people in leadership mm. out of out of fear, shoot ready aiming, mm-hmm. it's it's always bad. Well, think about just, this. Just, you, just calm down. You, yeah. you had people who were in running the government trying to manage a pandemic, okay? Mm-hmm. I got that. But again, if you're not sick, you're not a threat. Right. And as long as you were doing the testing or vaccinate option, what, what was the big whoop on that? Why was that a problem? It's just because I can't tell right. you, right. and you must bow at the throne mm-hmm. of the mayor Compliance. of what I've got to do. That's what it was all about. It really wasn't about common oh, sense. No. The test or vaccinate was a much more logical approach than firing everybody. Right. Yeah, and there was a lot of really, really um, arrogant, condescending talk about those who would not mm-hmm. uh, comply uh, now, some of those people have brilliantly acted like they didn't say those things and then, oh, yeah. and then went yeah. on to start saying the right things. Now that they're up for election, yeah, it's yeah. funny how they've changed Once that. they licked their finger and held it up in the air and realized the wind was blowing a different way, yeah. uh, they suddenly f- made, tried to make you forget that they got on you and dogged you one time. I, I don't but, know if you saw yeah. any of the outtakes, Rick, of the debate in Florida for the governor's uh, race down there, but Charlie Chris tried to make out like that uh, – DeSantis had locked everybody down and caused all these problems. No, he didn't. Yeah, yes, he did. oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, just uh, you go, what? What? That's, Florida was the most open state in the whole country. Them in Texas, mm-hmm. totally. And, and he, he was going, yeah, well, I'm blaming him for locking everybody down. I've they got, did for about two weeks, and then he went, this is ridiculous. I've got that clip if you want it. Also, about the vaccine, Pfizer knew that it did not stop transmission, but they lied about it. All right, so you mentioned the DeSantis deal, and we have some clips today. Well, we're having all these governor debates and uh, Senate debates oh, right now, and a lot of them have loud music playing, yes, firing everybody do. up. Like yes, that. that's when they walk out. Yeah, I, I just, you know, when all of the panic hit with COVID, again, I'm not blaming people for what they initially did because we didn't know what we were up against. But as – the weeks went on, we realized, hey, this ain't working or this mm-hmm. is not going to work or what we're trying to do is illegal, and people made adjustments for it. But Florida was one of the most open states. Mm-hmm. DeSantis was praised by most Americans for how open Florida was and how their numbers did not go up like everybody predicted they would. Mm-hmm. And now he's running for governor again. And Charlie Chris is accusing him of locking Florida down. Yeah, I mean, we. I mean, really, I, I can't. You can't even hardly say that with a straight face. On this very show, when people would call from Florida, we would say calling from the, the free, free state, state of Florida. And, yeah, and, right. and and people kept calling it the free state of Florida. Mm-hmm. 
and so we have a, a clip. So get this from the debate. Y'all hear this with your own ears. You can't hardly believe what you hear. All right, so here it is. <clears throat> and I would also say this. You mentioned, Liz, that people are flocking to Florida. That would not have happened if Charlie Crist had his way. He wrote me a letter in July of 2020 saying you need to shut down the state of Florida. He said you need to force people to shelter in their own homes. That would have destroyed the state of Florida. That would have caused... That would have caused our tourism industry to go into the toilet. It would have locked out millions of kids from school. I rejected Charlie Chris's lockdown letter. I kept this state open, and I kept this state free. And we now have the biggest budget surplus in the history of Florida. Uh, we have a 2.5% unemployment, governor, second lowest time. on record, and we just did the biggest tax cut in Florida Thank history. Thank you, Governor. That's time. Congressman, you have 30 seconds for rebuttal. Thank you very much. Well, Ron, that's rich. You're the only governor in the history of Florida that's ever shut down our schools. You're the only governor in the history of Florida that shut down our businesses. When, when did that happen? Is, is, there, is there something I'm missing? He went, he went on and on along that, that line. If you guys want to hear the rest, it's just absolute Let, let it garbage. go. Let it go just because how important this is and how ridiculous it is. Guy. We need to have somebody who is at the helm that understands it's important to listen to science, to do what's right, to utilize common sense. You don't just shut down at the outset, and then when it's you know politically convenient for you, you want to open back up to store political points for your waste president. That's not right. It's not what the people deserve. Governor, you have 30 seconds. Well, so he opposed having kids in school. His supporters sued me to keep the kids out of school in 2020. And, ha and how critical was that decision? We just got the nation's report card, the results from all 50 states. Florida, number three in fourth grade reading and number four in the country in fourth grade math. And if you adjust that for demographics, we are number one in the country in both. That would not have happened if we let Charlie Chris and his friends lock our kids out of school like they did in California and like they did in New York. We okay, so boom. Well, so is Chris playing games and saying in the very, very beginning, every you know everybody, everybody shut down, did. including you, and you opened up, but you only opened up because you felt political pressure, not because you really meant it. Yeah, it, I it, think it, that's what he's and, is that what he's he, trying but, to say. But here, here's really the backstory behind that. Charlie Chris is way behind in the polls. Well, I would think so. And as this as this election has gone on, he's got further and further behind. I think he's maybe at forty four percent right now. He's out of money, and he's got to take absolute long shots. Now he knows that he can get that sound bite on the news. Hey, you locked down. You locked down. It, it's at best a quarter truth. Okay. Because they did to begin with for about two weeks and then opened back up because yeah. they realized this was not going to be a a thing. And look how Florida flourished under this, and, and that was outlined by the governor. I mean, it's it's just a joke. It's just a joke that he would even say that. Do you want to hear that first open sentence all the way through real quick? I kind of screwed that up. And okay, you, can, yeah, sure. you can hear how ludicrous this is. <clears throat> okay. Thank you very much. Well, Ron, that's rich. You're the only governor in the history of Florida that's ever shut down our schools. You're the only governor in the history of Florida that shut down our businesses. I never did that as governor. You're the one who's the shutdown guy. The he's, shutdown he's guy. He's literally world famous yeah, for keeping yeah. the state of Florida <laughs> yeah. open. That way, that's what he's famous for. You know what this is like? This is like somebody in a debate with Michael Jordan. 
And they remember when Michael Jordan didn't do well in a junior high game. Right, okay? right. And they're and, quoting yeah, that game. Yeah. And they're claiming, you know, you're the guy that didn't make any points and they put you in in the junior high game. <laughs> and everybody's like, I think he's now recognized, though, as the greatest basketball player ever. Uh, so it's yeah. like Ron DeSantis is the freedom guy now, and he's trying to go back and, and claim he really isn't. And it's too late. I mean, he's already been labeled as the guy who, who said yeah, what, right. we're, what we're doing is wrong and Florida's not doing it anymore. Yeah, Charlie Chris has tried to make issue. Really, it, it, his his best dig, I think, at DeSantis is he was trying to get him to pledge to be the governor for four years and not quit and run for president. Yeah. Right. Which, you know, that's, yeah. a, that's a legitimate yeah, uh, thing, too. So I would stick with that, not acting like you're uh, mentally unstable by claiming he's the lockdown guy, mm-hmm. because I think that'll get people with a big net looking for you. Yeah, you're not going to get him on, call him the lockdown guy. No, that's I not going to work. But I'm with you. I, if I was – if I was in Charlie Chris's camp, and I'm glad I'm not, but if I was, I would say let's, our only hope is that Florida, you can love Ron DeSantis all you want to. He's going to leave us and run for president. Right. That would be my. That's the only angle I would go with. Yeah, and, and, it, and it's not going to work. But no, but but that's your only hope. But Florida, you, you're not going to win by calling him the lockdown. Government. How about coming? <laughs> no. How about coming out of COVID, and your schools are doing good, your tourism is doing good, and you have a budget surplus, largest ever. Yeah, look, we la- that, that, you know what that is, Rick. That's good management. Yeah, That's I wouldn't exactly call Alabama, you know, a lockdown state, even though no. one, at one time there were things going on that should not have happened here. We had our little scuffles, but I think overall we were pretty open too. But what I'm saying is, we were still compared to Florida. Yeah, my family left here and went to Florida for the freedom. I know because we were like, <clears throat> look, we got some time. If we're down, let's go to Florida. At least we can move around mm-hmm. and exist. And, uh, I mean, we were even saying that, and we're from Alabama. Right. That, that, that's how much different his approach was to the rest of the country. There was a point during the lockdowns when DeSantis in Florida and Greg Abbott in Texas were the bastions of freedom, for, yeah. to me, for the entire planet. Absolutely. And then you saw Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana kind of follow suit in that way. Yeah. But for a little while there, it was Abbott and, and, and especially DeSantis. And by the way, DeSantis only won that election by like 30,000 votes. So our world really could have been a whole lot different. Yeah, it was it was razor crazy. thin yeah. when he won the first. And round. if you'll remember yeah, back sure. to what you just said, Adler, Jen Psaki would sit there and just rail on oh. the Republican governors about not shutting the state down and not not doing what they suggested. Yeah. Well, if you think these debates are gold, we got more. Oh yeah. Oh. Now we look to Pennsylvania. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I can't even believe this, no. this is happening. Y'all, why is, why is this even close? Yeah. Why is any of it even close? We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. I don't, I don't know why. Are we really down? And it may be because nobody wants to do it anymore. I, I look at our current president. It's obvious that he has Alzheimer's. Uh, we also look at this race we're looking at next in Pennsylvania. We certainly see someone who's struggling uh, after you know, we know he had a stroke and, and things like that. It's okay sometimes to say that someone is physically or mentally unable to serve, but it's like if they represent my political party, by golly, we'll do weekend at Bernie's. We're going to keep them propped up, oh, yeah. and and now we're out to stop. You know, as we all fear, Doctor Oz, Doctor Oz, in in Pennsylvania, and this this Fetterman hmm. circus. I don't even know. I don't know what wow. to do with it. I, I, I really don't. So you're going to see this first clip. And, and when I heard that he was going to debate Dr. Oz, I thought, oh, my goodness. I hope that we come back and have all those highlights. I mm-hmm. mean, 
So, you know, the thing that he can't, his mind's not working right, and if he, he can't audibly hear something from somebody, which I think... So he can't encode it properly. Yeah, encode yeah, it properly apparently. because of his stroke. Right, but he can read things fine. He can read things fine, and he said that's no big deal because there's a lot of people that ha- live their lives in, in closed captions. Yeah, he was he was giving those numbers yesterday. I, uh-huh. I saw that little clip. Okay. Uh, so he said it's really no big deal. But here's the problem when your mind doesn't code right. He's going to open the debate to and say hello to everybody, and I think he intends to say good evening, which is a which is a greeting, meaning we we're, mm-hmm. we're just getting started. Mm-hmm. When you say good night, that means it's over, and 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 he's going to start with good night. <laughs> right. Okay. All right. So <laughs> here here we go. As lieutenant governor, you're running for a seat that could decide the balance of power in Washington. What qualifies you to be a U.S. senator? You have sixty seconds. Hi. Good night, everybody. I'm running to serve Pennsylvania. He's running to use Pennsylvania. Oh, my goodness. Hi. Good night, everybody. Hi. Good night, everybody. Y'all, Saturday Night Live this week is already made, isn't it? Oh, my goodness. And Bubba said something in the break that I'd never thought of. Of course, now it's all I can see. If we painted him green, he would be Shrek. Yeah. Yes. Hand him a bag. He can go door to door next week. Uh, all right. All right. So, <laughs> so good. look. Good it, night, everybody. Is, it's not about his inability. I, you know, I, that's that's bizarre. Seem like you got to admit if that. you're the the party, you would you would mm. want to plug somebody in there. But yeah, whatever, you can't help it. But yeah, yeah whatever yeah. on that. Mm. But uh, the point is, with him, he's just really, really weak on the crime thing. You know, he's yeah. one of these. Oh, that, sure. anything goes. Let them all that, out. That everybody has been mm. wrongly done, mm. and society is to blame. Yeah. And you know, no bail. Hey, hey. And uh, that's worked out well. Does he throw in hey, hey? <laughs> well, I did. Yeah, I did. Maybe, uh, maybe um, we misunderstood that. Y'all want to hear that one? Yeah, more? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. sure. What qualifies you to be a U.S. Senator? You have 60 seconds. Hi. Good night, everybody. Oh I'm running to... Oh, <laughs> no, no, we heard it right. No, we did. All right, so the, the what next... What if he just walked off? Good night, everybody. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was making a joke. Uh, but... <laughs> and then when he started talking, I thought, oh, my goodness, I think oh. that was his greeting. Yeah. Uh, I, I think bet, I think I he meant to say. It, it, I mean, I mean, it's one thing to say the wrong greeting because you're speaking a foreign language, <laughs> but when you miss the greeting that's appropriate for your own language, <laughs> that, that, that Rick, that, 180 degrees. Right, that okay. owns me. By Could the you, way, what if you had to sit down and be in a discussion with him and Joe Biden? Oh, oh my goodness, would, that, lo- would that be? A, sure. How challenging would that be? I yeah. wish I had uh, like I had a nice <laughs> meal set up. I, I had I'd already made my selections. I was relaxed. Right. It was the weather was beautiful. And I just sat there and I would toss questions into the middle of him and Joe Biden. Uh, we have yeah. some more highlights yeah. from the debate. All right, so, here, uh, Adler, fire it, William. Here, here's him uh, so at, when he's asked about not paying his taxes. All right, here. Mr. Fetterman, I will allow a 15-second rebuttal. He has specifically said you have not paid your taxes and that you want to raise taxes on Americans. How do you respond? Uh, absolutely. The Oz rule, of course, he's lying. It was helping two students 17 years ago to help them you know, buy their own homes. They they didn't pay the bills, and it got her paid. And it has never been an issue in in any of the campaign before. It was all about nonprofit. All right, thank you, Mr. Fed. What? What is he saying? Okie dokie. What is he saying? Oh, wow, Bubba, what was that word mm. salad? Uh, 
which is a new thing we all I enjoy. <laughs> Words. Uh, it's like he would be headed in a direction, and then all of a sudden he would get a little off the road. Can I tell okay. you? I, can I, I, tell you, I, I took a pass on embracing everybody saying gaslighting now, but I've embraced word salad. Yeah, mm-hmm. word salad. You like uh, what I'm gonna what I'm gonna guess could happen here, or what he's trying to. And again, please, I'm way out on the. The, on the plank here. If you want to be to, a Fetterman interpreter, I'm, I, um, I think that's we need. I one. think he's he's yeah. trying to say that he went out on a limb and helped some people buy a home or a house, and then they didn't pay their taxes, but because his name was on it, maybe as a cosigner or something, that it showed up as he owed it and he got hung with it. Okay, Are you speaking can, for him? Can I tell you this? I think you're probably right, but I wish. See, I can't have him serving the country, not able to communicate that himself. Well, it, it's it not what he did or didn't right. do; it's the fact <laughs> he can't communicate it. Well, I'm okay. just no. I'm just speaking from you know, and and I've seen these kind of things happen when, um, you know, you you sell a business or something, and uh, uh, maybe the the business had a lease on it or something, mm-hmm. and then they didn't pay the lease, so it, it flipped back to the original uh, signer of it, and, and it wasn't covered you, in the what transfer. What if you stood beside him, and every time he finished talking, get, you you kind of get, explained what he meant? Yeah, let's hear it one more time, Adler. Let's hear it one more time. I closed the window. I'm sorry. Hold on one second here. Just to try to decode this again, because, I, like I said, I have some experience in this, sadly. I, I think you may be right. I, th- I think you're right. But Go he on. does need to be able to communicate himself to be a senator. Yeah, well, let me, I'm going to tell you another yeah, right. one, too, that I, I know y'all yeah. are aware of. Got some pretty of. important issues that he I, would be up there for. I started chasing a rabbit because uh, uh, Fetterman has given Dr. Oz a bunch of junk for having several homes. Right. And, um, and, and then Fetterman calls him out. And then Dr. Oz calls out Fetterman and says, Dude, you bought your house for a dollar from your sister. Here's the tax clip again. Okay. Mr. Fetterman, I will allow a 15 second rebuttal. He has specifically said you have not paid your taxes and that you want to raise taxes on Americans. How do you respond? Uh, absolutely. The Oz rule, of course, he's lying. It was helping two students 17 years ago to help them. You know, buy their own homes. They they didn't pay the bills, and it got her paid. And it has never been an issue in in any of the campaign before. So, so he didn't it say was it the all way you did. about nonprofit. So yeah, so, yeah, yeah, so yeah, I yeah, think yeah, what he's he, saying he, he is he helped two students, so that meant he had to but, be a cosigner. But somehow. shouldn't he be able to say that? Yeah, well, but you, what, you would hope so. He's yeah. a senator. Yeah. Right? Yeah. you would think. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm going to assume that's what it was. But you know, they, I, I had a situation one time. I, I had to buy a piece of property back because the property taxes oh, yeah. wasn't paid. Yeah. When all the refinancing was going on and the companies could not get the paperwork done quick enough. So I just paid my own property taxes directly now. I don't do it through mortgage companies yeah. because that was a disaster. Top of the hour. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Uh, the people of Pennsylvania. It, you do realize this guy's trying to go to the Senate, right? I mean, I can't think of anything that if this guy came in an interview with me that I would say, let's give that responsibility to him. <clears throat> uh, you, you can't do this. You, don't, you can't send somebody like this to the Senate. I mean, we, we, we can't. There's more. We're talking about the debate, Dr. Oz. I mean, have well, we're we, talking about his medical thing. He right. just has bad positions in a lot of right. stuff. Right. Well, he has bad positions, but Bubba, it's okay not to ignore his medical problems because if you know, we already have the free world being run by someone whose cognitive skills yeah. uh, are not operating uh, anymore. Do you feel like we kind of need a youth movement? Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and you mean yeah. we're we're down to Doctor Oz versus Shrek? Yeah. I mean, for the uh-huh. Senate. 
so so anyway, oh, um, here we continue. This next uh, back and forth um, is is what, Admiral? Which one are we doing? Yeah. Uh, this is uh, talking about how uh, Fetterman has really never supported himself. And um, Fetterman has always tried to call out Dr. Oz for having multiple homes. He's just a successful guy. Yeah. And uh, here is that exchange. Oz. I've been trying to talk about policy issues with the people of Pennsylvania. As a doctor, I listen to their ideas and I want to talk about them. When John Fetterman brings up houses, the irony is he didn't pay for his own house. He got it for a dollar from his sister. And he hasn't been able to, to earn a living on his own. He's lived off his parents. So it, it, oh, wow. it doesn't, it's not a topic that we should be debating on the stage. We should be talking about crime and inflation, the issues that are hurting Pennsylvanians that they're talking about at their kitchen table. So there you go. So, and I'm glad he said that. He comes across as that son that that you've seen, we've seen throughout our lives, where families have, and they, they just never can hold a job. They're yeah. always living in the basement. Can we somebody give him a house? Can we set him up somehow? He's never going to be able to provide for himself, and we want to send him to the Senate? Yeah, where he's going to deal with trillion-dollar deficits. And you're in Pennsylvania, and, and, and you, you want to send this guy to the Senate? Yeah, that's – y'all – that's scary. Mm-hmm. So, uh, scary. Is, 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 is the next one about the uh, the Biden administration overspending? Is that the next one we have? Okay. Do right. we have the fracking one? I know that's getting a lot of headlines. I got both there. of those. If okay. you want, yeah. well, let's hear. Them. Okay. I want to hear. Them. All right. Here is uh, just him talking about spending. Okay. <clears throat> Has the Biden administration overspent? And if so, where do you think spending should be cut? You have sixty seconds. Face. No, here's what I think we have to fight about inflation here right now. That's what we need to fight about inflation, you know, right now because it's a tax on working families. Yes, you know. it is. That's, he's right. I agree. That's a great point. I agree with you, Mr. Yeah, Federer, right. on that point. I don't think that's well, what he was asked. But, was that uh, uncomfortable? Because it was extremely mm-hmm. uncomfortable for me. The the three Mississippi Pauls. Was mm-hmm. that him reading? Well, yeah, he yeah, had to read. Had to read. Uh, it felt like five caption. minutes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I just, wow. All right, the, the next one, he's, he's catching But you know, how, how do you stop inflation? You quit ridiculous spending when you have supply chain issues. Correct. Right. And, uh, and Bubba, you mentioned fracking. Here's that yeah. fracking. Yeah, this is the one that's getting a lot of headlines. Create energy independence. I must correct the record. Uh, well, he uh, just a second, Mr. Oz. I do want to clarify something. You're saying tonight that you support fracking, that you've always supported fracking. But there is that 2018 interview that you said, quote, I don't support fracking at all. So how do you square the two? Hmm, he's reading. Oh, uh, I, I, I do support fracking. And I don't, I don't. I support fracking, and I stand, and I do support fracking. I'm sorry, Speed. Okay, what? thank you, Mr. Fetterman. I'm sorry, Lisa. It's not just a statement you read. There are multiple pictures uh, of him signing. We, oh my goodness! He, he has see, he has been anti-fracking. Oh yeah, his whole time, and then and they're going to find there. plenty of, of yeah. Quotes. And there's tape of it. He's he's signed things. He's wrote articles. And he stands there and says he stands for. Fracking. Or did he think he was saying he was against fracking? He just wasn't coming out right. That's a good you point. Stand for fracking. I mean, no, what, what was his answer? If he said good night when he meant to say good evening, he may, he may say, have been saying he may oh. say I'm against fracking, and, and he, he thought said, he was saying he was against fracking while saying he is. He said it. I'm for energy independence, he which did. means you've got to have fracking to no, get the right. oil fracking, out. Fracking, I stand. We're leading the world in that technology. Fracking, by the way. I stand. I'm standing. Fracking. I'm standing. Fracking. 
create yeah. energy independence. I must correct the record. Uh, well, he uh, just a second, Mr. Oz. I do want to clarify something. You're saying tonight that you support fracking, that you've always supported fracking, but there is that 2018 interview that you said, quote, I don't support fracking at all. So how do you square the two? Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi. Oh. Uh, I, I I do support fracking, and I don't I don't I support fracking, and I stand and I do support fracking. If, oh, if good. Saturday Night Live, if Saturday Night Live does not do, yeah, they need to they need to take their comedy license, wad it up, well, go in the garden. That left a little bit ago, but you know I know what you're saying. Mm, well, I haven't seen it in years, but if they want to try to be funny again, there's yeah. a good opportunity. You, you bring out a guy that looks like him, Rocking. you paint him green, and they ask him where he's been. He said, "I just finished trick or treating." Uh, Gosh, that's good stuff. Yo, I don't care who you are. That's I, good. I, I'm going to this point the way I feel about the president now. God love him. It just, yeah, it's just, it's, he just does not have, he's not able to, to perform the duties of these jobs. If you were I Dr. Mean, Oz, Rick, what would yeah. you say to that? Would, would you look over, or, do y'all see this? Well, I, you, I would have to say. So, so does he support fracking or is he against <laughs> right. I mean, my, my line. That would be you, Bubba. Uh, my line would be, well, that's as clear as mud. Well, you, uh, I, I'll can, give the, can you listen, run that by again? I, I'll give the moderator this. You saw Oz immediately yeah. go, wait a minute. What? And she's like, oh, I'll take care of this. I'll take yeah. it. Because you've been well documented. You, you're against fracking. Right. And right. now all of a sudden you support it. I think I would have done what we, I think we, I would have we done think. What, what we just did. Which would have had me on headlines everywhere. I would have said, I want to show, just want to stop the debate for a minute, and I want to be gracious because I understand my opponent's um, recent stroke and, and some of the challenges he may have, uh, and, and it's courageous to watch him try to overcome it. Is it possible that, because when we started, you said good night to everybody, and I know you meant good evening. Do you mean that you're still against fracking and you think that's what you're saying? Because I want you to know what you're saying, what we hear. Somebody type this to him. What you're saying is that you're now for fracking. I want you to know that. You may not think you're saying that. You're yeah. pro-fracking. So I want to give him a chance to change it because he may think he's still saying what he said in every interview prior to this debate. Right. Okay, so. That's good. Right, and, and I, that, that's what I would have done. I would have given. Right. I would have said, I think he thinks he's saying something different. All right, let's give him another chance. Yeah, let, let's give him another run at it. Mm. So this other one is, uh, is, is this one, uh, I know we had the horrible, um, you know, evil Daryl Brooks that plowed into the parade. Oh, uh, yeah. H- how does this come into this debate? Oh, I'm sorry, that's not related. Uh, okay, okay, okay. That's yeah. not really okay, good. Okay. I'm sorry. Now, that uh, is a weird moment, though. I'll tell you that. Oh, I see. That's number, that's number eight. I, I'm sorry. I'd accidentally. You ought to hear Fetterman's yeah, take I, on I it. I thought for a minute, how did Daryl Brooks get into this? He's yeah. still defending himself? Fracking? Daryl Brooks is still defending himself. Yeah. That is a closing argument of his. Okay. I do have one more Fetterman clip because everybody accuses him of being soft on crime. Okay. Here is a clip of Fetterman celebrating the release of a first-degree murderer who stabbed a person 26 times with garden shears and then tried to hire someone to kill the person that helped him commit that murder. Here's Fetterman. This is at a separate town you know, meeting or whatever, but this is Fetterman celebrating releasing that murderer. I'm happy that he's going to be going home to his family and that even if you're not moved by, again, the morality of having these folks go back home, Despite serving sentences that were in excess to what the crime was, and murder um, from a financial burden—that's that, no longer on the state and the taxpayers. Okay, well that makes us feel better. Um, 
Wow. At least my taxpayers. Now, people are in danger. Yeah. But. Why don't you cut taxes in places that we we don't understand why we're being taxed? Yeah. We understand that we are helping to incarcerate murderers. Got it. And we're really okay with it. Yep. Okay. That's yeah, send that bill along. We'll, we'll take you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll. we'll we're okay with that. Murderers can stay for free. It's yeah. fine with us. Hey, how about this? If we keep dangerous murderers behind bars, that's on me. <laughs> I'll, I'll handle it. Okay? <laughs> uh, 15 minutes past the hour. More of the Rick and Bubba show coming up right after this. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. 35 minutes past the hour. The Rick and Bubba show. Speaking of uh, Senate races and senators uh, from uh, Sweet Home, Alabama, uh, Senator Tommy Tuberville uh, back on the program today. Senator, welcome back to the show. What's Senator. up? Good morning, guys. How are y'all? We're fired We're great. up. We're glad to have you on with us Put today. Put me in, Coach. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm, you know, I'm watching all these debates, and I tell you, these Democrats sound totally different during an election time than they do during the year of put, pushing all this woke agenda. It's well, the good news amazing, is but, yeah, Fetterman's for fracking yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, good news. He's for that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's Yeah, it's uh, amazing. Uh, you know, we, it's, it's about all this crime, too. You know, you bring up crime, and, of course, I got in a little bit of trouble out in Nevada when I introduced Trump out there. But uh, our whole agenda was on crime. And, uh, you know, of course, they point at me as, is saying that I'm racist and all that. I'm the least racist person in the world. Y'all know that. I've worked with minorities all my life and uh, got a lot of good friends. But it's just absolutely amazing how they bring up what they want to bring up and how they want to do it. Of course, they're pro-crime. They're, they're not soft, they're pro-crime. And it's just absolutely amazing uh, what they're trying to do now is convince the American people that, oh, yeah, we made our kids go to school. Whitmer did that governor. We made them go to school. They only going out three months. I'm on the health education committee. They were out over a year. Yeah. And uh, they just get up there and straight out lie about it. Yeah, we, we saw some of the debate in Florida, too. Charlie Chris trying to accuse DeSantis of being the lockdown governor. I mean, it was <laughs> it's just laughable. I mean, I, I, do these yeah. people not know that, that video exists of them and, and what's happened? I mean, you can document it, but they'll just say anything, won't they? Yeah, they don't care. They do, absolutely don't care. They, they prey on people that that don't want to look at stuff. They just listen to them. They're, they're brainwashed. Uh, you know, I heard this week Biden and Obama come out and say the three biggest things in this election are climate change, uh, abortion on demand, and uh, gun control. What in the What about education, crime, the border, inflation? I mean, does that not fit into the scenario where the American people can live a little bit better life? Uh, it's absolutely just over the top what these people are trying to do. Well, Senator, let, let's talk about something that was positive and has been accomplished, and that's your supporting families of the fallen. you got some major changes done that's going to make real-life changes in people's lives. You know, we, I think it's the only piece of legislation that's really gone through the House, through the Senate, and President Biden has signed, and it's just a piece of legislation that we came up with to help our veterans uh, help our military if somebody died on active duty instead of getting 400,000, we moved it and bumped it to 500,000. It hadn't changed in 20 something years and we got it through and we're proud of that. Uh, we hope nobody ever has to use that, but it's something I think can be very beneficial, but uh, we're proud that we got that through. And, uh, I had one other piece of legislation that went through the Senate just 
100%. That was leaving daylight savings time the way it is. And, of course, I think we're – I can't get Nancy Pelosi to bring it on the floor of the House. But uh, uh, it is what it is. We've got some things done, and we're working hard for the people of Alabama and, and the country. But uh, I tell you what, we run into roadblocks everywhere with this uh, consensus majority of, of Democrats in the House and Senate. Is that why – so the daylight savings thing, is that why I hadn't heard about it? She just won't put it out there? She will not put it on the floor of the House. It would pass. Then I don't know whether Biden would sign it. It's, you know, it's got to be a piece of legislation. We'll, we'll continue to hammer that. And I think it's either this week or next week we move it. Right. November uh, 6th, you know, our 5th right in there. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, I'm going to move mine back to 1980 uh, <laughs> instead of one hour. Uh, maybe we can go back and change some of this, uh, some of these things, these problems that we created. Wow. I, well, I think the next two weeks would be a good time to talk about that for sure. Because yeah, when we all again. have to set our clocks back, we're going to be disgusted. No, I was actually talking with a friend of mine a uh, uh, day before yesterday, and we we have something that we were talking about we're doing that weekend, and he was going to be part of. It, and he said, "I got I got to tell you something. I can see that that change of time coming that weekend." I'd like to, he said, I just know that I'll probably be in a bad mood because it's like a, I get this feeling of impending doom. He said, I, I, I hate when, when this happens and it starts getting dark where we live. Well, statistically you know, it's, it's dangerous. I mean, there's more heart attacks, there's more car wrecks. It's just this fooling with the time. It goes against our body clock. It's depressing. Senator, it, it's just amazing to me that we still do this. I, I can't even believe that we're well, even having a discussion about it. And let's, let's look at a logical point here. Have a day an hour more daylight because people are getting ready to spend a tremendous amount of money on these this heating oil and electricity for their heat going into the winter. I feel sorry for people in the Northeast because these goofballs that run these states and these big cities, they have no clue what they're getting ready to get into. I've seen the numbers of what Joe Biden has done to our, obviously, our oil and our gas, and that is including heating oil. And uh, it's just, it's, it, you got to be sympathetic for the people that just don't understand what's going on that are voting for these clowns. But uh, it is uh, uh, going to put people in harm's way, and 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 not just us. But I want you to look at Europe. Remember, I told you this: Europe is about two to three months away from running out of gas and oil. I've talked to leaders in a lot of the big country, countries over in Europe. They are in panic mode. They can't afford the gas and oil because of uh, the price uh, in. Their people are going to be suffering. They're, they're already limiting the amount that they can move their their thermostats to. So, again, it's not just in our country. We've got clowns all over this world that, that think about themselves and their power other than the people that they represent. Well, in Europe's case, didn't they make just an ill-advised decision to trust Russia to supply so much of their oil? Yeah, you remember Trump telling them, say, y'all get in bed with these people now. Uh, it, you know, you're going to pay the price. And they, yeah. of course, they laughed at Trump and all these woke people over in Europe and at what's her name, Merkel, the yeah. president of, German, of Germany. Germany. They laughed at him. And, yeah. And, of course, President Trump's got common sense. You know, and, uh, a lot of times people don't like his personality and all that. And, but the policies are just, just spot on to what we need in this country. And so, uh, you know, after this election, I don't know what he's going to do, but uh, if he jumps in this race, it's, of course, you'll see all kind of, you know, uh, uh, thoughts toward him, him and uh, things that uh, they want to get him on because that's, that's all they care about. They care about uh, control and keeping Trump or any kind of any Republican away from any kind of power. Yeah. Senator, uh, let me ask you, too. The president is out 
touting that he has lowered the <laughs> national debt mm-hmm. by over a trillion dollars. How, what, what kind of math is that? I, I'm missing how that happened because we can't even balance a budget for a given year. How are, how did we take down yeah. the national debt? Wouldn't you like to see him and Fetterman debate? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. We, we, I'd, I'd yeah. hate to be sitting between them. Yeah. I know that. Yeah, we talked about that. I'd love he, to sit uh, and toss he, a few questions. <laughs> I don't know where we've gotten to this. You know, I feel... You know, I feel our country, we're kind of like rudderless right now. Somebody really with common sense to step up and say, hey, you know, we're here for the American people, the taxpayers, the citizens of this country. But you never hear anybody say that. It's about just about them and, and for their power. And, and bless his heart, President Trump, uh, President Biden, it just uh, every day there's something different. How about now they're coming out and say, well, this vaccine, you know, it, it really wasn't as good as what we thought. And. We're going to let people go back to work. I mean, it's yeah. it, it's you you can't you can't write a book about this and and make it sound sensible. So, can I ask you this, Senator? And you know, you can say, "Look, I don't know, Rick. I you, I see the same things you do." Or, but behind the scenes, and if you can't share whatever, that's fine. It seems painfully obvious to you, to us, you know, policies and politics aside, our president clearly has lost grasp and control of his cognitive skills. It and I, you know, I my dad is going through that now. We've seen that. A lot of us have had family members. Bubba's been through it with his mother when she was still with us. It's not like we don't know what we're seeing because we all have parents and grandparents sadly that have gone through this. Why why, why are we pretending this isn't going on? Well, you got to remember now, he didn't campaign. He stayed in his basement. They hit him. He was the only choice that they had that sounded moderate to where they could get him elected. And I don't, none of us really know where he's at. I hope the guy has some leadership skills because I'm going to tell you this. Being on the Armed Services Committee, we live in the most dangerous time than all three of our lifetimes because of what's going on in Russia and what's going on in China and really what's going on here. Uh, because we can't get, uh, we can't even fill our quotas for recruiting for our military for our national defense. So we need a leader that that can make good decisions because it's coming. You don't think China's over there uh, not seeing what's going on here, and China wants Taiwan back, and that just scares me to death. That that uh, you know when he goes in there, you keep hearing Biden say that we're not going to let it happen, and then his aides in the background say, "Oh, don't worry." Don't listen to what he said. We're going to stick by the other policy. I mean, they're just, there's no consistency and there's nobody in charge uh, that you can just listen to and say, okay, that's what he said and that's the way it's going to be. Uh, it just it scares the heck out of me. Senator, tell us and clarify for us on the record, what is the policy of the United States towards Taiwan? <laughs> if, if Russia, if, let's just say today, China completely surrounds the island uh, and blockades it and, and, and starts a rocket attack on Taiwan, what do we do? Well, we don't know. Uh, <laughs> you know, we, again, I've been, I've been in all these meetings, and again, President Biden says that we're going to defend Taiwan. And uh, that should be our, our, our stance. That's my feeling about it, and that's the feeling of all of our admirals and generals. And, and, but I'm going to tell you now that China is – they're out sprinting us right now and everything that we need that needs to be done uh, to uh, fight some kind of war in the Indo-Pacific. We don't need a war. I mean, I'm saying we don't want to need to send our men and women over there. But we need to play 
defense up front. They need, and we're sending some things to Taiwan. We're training people in Taiwan. But and and you said surrounded. They're already. They've already got ships all the way around the island. The only thing that they haven't done is blockaded uh, the Taiwan Straits, and that's what will happen. Uh, if they do go in, and then the fight will be on. I hope this doesn't happen. But again, you've got to have some strength and leadership up yep. front. So this is what's going to happen if you do it. All right. Senator, thank, Senator you thank you for spending a few minutes with us. We know you're very busy, and uh, if you're if you're this way, drop by and see us. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank see you. Thank you. Senator Tommy Tuber, we'll, we'll be back. More Rick and Bubba coming up right after this. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. All right, so uh, let's talk about another story, Bubba. You know, you start thinking about the price of everything going up, and, you know, we've already come to the conclusion that if you can addict people to nicotine, it does not matter what you price cigarettes, people will still buy them because they're addicted to nicotine. Well, here's another question for the the candy community. Uh, Can candy ever get so expensive we won't buy any? Well, we may find out here during Halloween. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen some of these numbers. You're talking about scary Halloween stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, inflation. Bubba, Bubba, it's not spectacular. Uh, <laughs> under under the Biden administration, even the price of Halloween candy looks to be ghoulish with a week to spare before the holiday. <laughs> oh, you're going to do the play work stuff? Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. Look at you. Uh, prices of individual candies are soaring. Skittles up a whopping 42%. Where are we on Skittles in here? Uh, Skittles are okay. Yeah. They're a nice uh, change-up candy for me. I'll never pursue them. If no. somebody's got some in a bowl and they yeah. want to share, I'll have a few. That's, yeah. that's it. That's yeah. they're, they're a nice change-up. I don't think I've ever bought them. Starburst, 35%. Eh. Crunch Bars, Butterfingers have made more Uh-oh. modest price hikes okay, in the good. 7 to 6% okay, range. Okay, I feel better. Mm-hmm. Overall, the average candy bar is up over 13%, according to the Labor Department. Now get this: candy sales average about eight point nine billion bah, bah. from two thousand seven to two nineteen, with a peak of one of of nine point one billion during the twenty seventeen. All that prior to the pandemic, of course, it has not been back to that level yet, but it is getting there. Yeah, how about that? So it's Halloween says- candy alone, Americans will spend ten point six billion in twenty twenty two. Lot of candy. Well, well, what it'll be is people are going to try to make it last. So when you go to the door and knock, it's like, well, just take one. Because mm. <laughs> they're going to try to make so it last. They won't be leaving the bowls out there unattended. Mm-hmm. No. Help, help yourself. Yeah, get a handful. Now, I, you know, usually I, I found it better to, to put it in their bag as opposed to let them get it. Yeah. You know, so. yeah. You know, if you think about it, how does this affect all the the trunk or treats and the fall festivals? You know, they stack that candy in oh, piles. Oh yeah, but well, uh, it's going to be forty two percent on some of these items. Yeah, now, you know what I've noticed? The only candies out of here that I really care about, if I ever decide to have candy, I'm really more in the Hershey area. And it mm. says Hershey's done a pretty good job yeah. keep, of keeping theirs now. Yeah, as a matter, matter of fact, Hershey. they have not had a price increase since June, but I don't know what that was reflective mm. of at mm. that point. But go Hershey. Uh, I hope so. candy corn went up. No, don't start Good all that. Night. Please don't. If it went up, it ain't going to affect me at all. No, me either. You don't like corn candy, huh? Mm-mm. I don't. No, I don't <laughs> or candy corn. No. <laughs> Here we go. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, it's that's, on. That's good stuff, though. Mm-hmm. Especially in a you know a mix or something. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. No, don't give me that about the payday. Mm-mm. I don't talk about the payday. You know you, how you mix in it to it. No, I mean, to taste like, like a payday. Like our neighbor makes, uh, you know, and, and Betty makes one version of a, you know, what, like a party mix kind of thing, mm-hmm. trail mix. I don't know what you call it. 
where you mix up a mix. bunch of stuff. Yeah, and, trail mix. Uh, yeah, and, go with that. And, yeah. and Betty's is great, and our neighbors is great this mm-hmm. year. Yeah. And uh, yeah. and uh, I, I love stuff like that. You know, you put pretzels and nuts and corn candy. I don't mind a good party. Checks. Can I tell you a classic? In there, pretzels. I don't mind a good party. Can I tell you a classic you don't see around anymore? And I guess it all happened with all the different we're all going to die viruses thing yeah. we have now. <clears throat> Everybody's become germaphobes. I kind of miss the old popcorn ball. Yeah. Oh. You know, if you knew what house was giving out popcorn balls, that was a popcorn. <laughs> you don't ball. see them anymore. You no, you don't. Yeah. No, you, you, Whatever happened? Got to have those ball. individually wrapped things. I mean, especially yeah. for trick or treat. Let me tell you, you eat a Calhoun County popcorn ball. Wow. Sticky ribs. Ah, we love Good stuff. Guys, I had a really big debate with my wife last night. A friend of mine posted a picture on social media in which he and his wife ranked. All the candy bars and, and such, you know, your Kit Kats, your Skittles. Yeah, we've done that here. Yeah, and, sure. yeah. and this dude, this friend of mine, ranked Almond Joy at the very top. That may be the, the very worst. That's best That's the worst one. candy bar ever. And I unf- no, zero. I zero him. is. I unfollowed him. <laughs> I, 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 no. I, I can't have that in my yeah, life. Is, is he supporting Fetterman? <laughs> is he a psycho? <laughs> I mean, what's going on? Yeah, yeah you well, I agree. You can't yeah. associate with an Almond no. Joy no. person. No. no. I don't like Almond Joy or Mounds. Well, sometimes you, you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you don't. <laughs> That's true. By the Almond way, that, comer- that commercial was even is- admitting it's the same candy bar. Yeah. They were making fun of it. Never will. Well, you know, we might need to have a like a, a big whiteboard playoff of candy sometime. Mm, yeah, and just eat it all in here and just yeah. decide. Just sample it yeah. as we're as we're voting. That's it. What about that? Well, I wanted like have, oh, I yeah. right there. I don't know about that. Oh, I I it'd be, about it'd be hard to beat peanut M Ms, but. Would it be Milky Way and Snickers facing off, you think? I'm not a Milky Way guy. Oh, I like a Milky Way. You need to, you need to watch your mouth. Hey, wait, hey, buddy. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Fired up to welcome back to Rick and Bubba, Dinesh D'Souza. Dinesh, welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me. Good to be back, guys. Well, we're excited. The book is now available, 2,000 Mules. Uh, They thought we'd never find out they were wrong. What you were able to expose with the movie, uh, now we get into great detail. You can document it. You can study it in in the book. It's, It's available now. So quickly, and I think that probably is question one, tell America... Uh, you, you know, if they're going well, I've I've seen the movie. Uh, the book, though, because it is hard to remember everything you saw in the movie. What's the role of the book on our ongoing education about this? Well, the movie really focuses on visual type of evidence, right? It, things that are, you actually can't put in a book, like surveillance video and so on. And it's very powerful in that sense. But Uh, A movie is always vulnerable to certain types of objections because movies necessarily do some forms of recreation. So, for example, we have, um, you know, Greg and Catherine, who are the the principals of True the Vote. uh, They had already done their research. So we created a set. We recreated their office. And people go, wait a minute, that's not really their office. Those maps on the wall aren't the ones they actually used. Now, as a critique, that's kind of foolish. That's like, going to all the president's men and saying, well, that's not the Washington Post editorial (laughs) office. That's really not Woodward and Bernstein, is it? Well, okay, but a book can sort of dispense with all that and and lay out in a kind of systematic form. Uh, It can also go into more detail, more backup, more substantiation, more footnotes. So a topic like geo-tracking, kind of complicated. In the movie, you sort of have to take it on faith that these that you can pinpoint the location of somebody if, if you know, if you follow their phone. But in a book, you can say why that's true, how that's true, give examples of how that's been used in the past and is being used now every day by law enforcement. And then also 
The nice thing here about the book coming out a couple of months, a few months after the movie, is it can take into account the critiques and the so-called debunkings of the movie and answer those yeah. in, a, in a special chapter in the book. So here we go. Uh, big midterm elections coming up. Um, and you have Hillary Clinton for some reason, and maybe you can shed some light on this. Now she's saying, oh, no, 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 it's not us. The Republicans are setting themselves up. They're preparing to steal the 2024 election. Don't get caught at looking at the midterms. The Republicans are looking ahead to 2024, and because of these appointees to the Supreme Court, the Republicans are going to steal the 2024 election. This sounds a lot like her after Trump was elected. What, what, what is this all about? Well, <clears throat> this is actually about something that has turned out particularly after COVID, to be a legitimate and a pressing question. Namely, who makes the rules that govern elections? There really are three possibilities. One, it's the state legislatures. They make the rules for how the election should be run in their state. Two, it's elected officials, secretaries of state. They unilaterally get to decide how they want to run their election. Or three, courts. Um, courts can decide, well, you know what? The law says that the all the ballots have to be in by election day. But since it's COVID, we think that we're going to give an extension of three days for ballots to come. And that happened in Pennsylvania. The court made that determination. So this is coming up before the Supreme Court. Now, actually, the Constitution is really clear. The power to make the, the game rules, if you will, for an election rest with the state legislature. And what Hillary Clinton is terrified is that the Supreme Court will say exactly that. It will basically repeat verbatim the words from the Constitution. She doesn't want that. Why? Because she wants people uh, like Shapiro in Pennsylvania, the uh, Secretary of State in Michigan, Joycelyn ben uh, Benson. Th these people, she wants them to be able to make up the rules as they go along to benefit the Democratic Party. So that's what she really means by Republicans cheating. She really means fidelity to the Constitution. <laughs> Dinesh, when we saw your movie, it was very disturbing. Mm. And I thought very well documented on what was happening, the geocaching. Uh, it, it, it showed to me enough evidence to know that something was not right and there was an organized effort behind the scenes to influence this. I, I'm shocked that there hasn't been more outcry. Why, why do you think that it, it – I think it, it woke a lot of people up, but I, I was expecting – much, much more of a public outcry about all of this after your movie than what I have seen. Uh, why do you think that is? That's because of the one, let's call it the dog that hasn't barked. Because the idea that there is widespread election fraud, I think, is now mainstream among the Republican base. I say this because I speak regularly at these GOP mm -hmm. uh, Reagan dinners and Lincoln dinners and I don't get a single dissenter. Not one guy comes up to me at the end and goes, well, you know, that was all nonsense. I don't believe a word of it. <laughs> They're pretty much the entire audience. I mean, 100 percent is convinced um, they might debate what should be done about it. Uh, was it enough to tip the election? But that there was coordinated widespread fraud uh, and that it is complete nonsense to assert that this was the most selection, uh, a most secure election in history. I think pretty much every Republican on the street believes that. But interestingly, I found that the Republican establishment, and I don't just mean the rhinos, I mean good guys who are solid on our side, conservatives, 
nevertheless are scared of this topic. They don't want to see the movie. I've made actually specific offers to some of them to come watch the movie uh, just to say what they think. They're afraid that if they see it, they can't unsee it and they're going to have to do something about it. So mm. in my view, the biggest problem is kind of on our own side, a certain kind of desire to move on and flee from the 2020 election. So, yeah, so that they're, they're, it's better for them to say they don't know because they haven't seen and then they can say without seeing it, well... Uh, you know, I'm not sure there's a lot of proof that anything really went on, so I don't have to act. But if I see it, and you you had this happen in the movie, uh, for those of you that haven't seen it, and I would suggest you do, and then get the book, because now the book's out where you can really dive in and even see what's happened since. I mean, you had people that we would all, that we greatly respect. Dennis Prager is one I was thinking about, and there were others that were not really in the camp of it really made a difference, or there really was fraud. And then after they saw the movie, to the point you're making why some of these people don't want to see it, they felt differently. Yeah, I mean, I, I myself was in the Dennis Prager camp before I made the film. In other words, I recognized that there were a lot of anomalies, suspicions. Uh, there clearly was voter fraud. But see, voter fraud is not the same as election fraud because voter fraud would be something like, you know, one guy uh, who moved three times in the last few years, happens to know he's on the voter rolls in three different places, votes three times. Well, you know, Joe Biden is not going to go to the Oval Office because of that guy. Right. So voter fraud is not so much the problem as election fraud, mm. which is a more systematic and coordinated effort. That's really what 2000 Meals, the book and the film are about. Dinesh, with the upcoming midterm, without us having COVID restrictions in place and ballot boxes on corners that can be stuffed in the middle of the night. Do you feel like this election will be more secure or are there still deep-seated problems? More secure, uh, probably not secure enough. I mean, to take a single example, it is in the election rules. You can look it up under CISA, the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Agency, that every Dropbox should have 24-7 surveillance. I mean, think about it. We live at a time when that's true of parking lots and malls and stores. And so what is the reason for not having surveillance on every Dropbox? There really isn't one. And yet, I wish I could tell you that all the drop, there are more Dropboxes that have surveillance now than in 2020, but not enough. Uh, and that's this is really why you've got some patriots in places like Arizona who go camp out at the Dropbox, because they say, OK, well, if the if the state won't provide that kind of surveillance, We'll keep our eyes on the Dropbox. And by the way, there's nothing illegal about doing that. Don't interfere with anyone trying to vote. But just to observe a Dropbox is completely legal. Um, so uh, the bottom line of it is I think that the awareness of 2,000 mules uh, has been very helpful for two reasons. One, more Republicans are now involved in the process. Poll watchers, poll observers, poll judges. That's a good thing. Uh, and the second thing is that Quite honestly, it's harder to cheat in a certain way once that's already been publicly announced. I mean, if I were to tell you guys that a particular bank in Texas is going to be robbed on Saturday at 7 p.m., it's kind of dumb for the robbers to go, hey, 7 p.m., let's go rob the bank. Yeah, right, right. You know? So I think that the awareness alone has made it difficult to pull at least this scam off a second time. All right, we'll come back. We have more with Dinesh D'Souza. We'll talk more about the book. 2,000 Mules, the book, is now available. Uh, and uh, it, the, the simplest thing you can do is just go to 2,000mules.com, and you'll see right there the book. Here, Get here. Click here for the book. Click here for the book. Uh, and it is available, and you can grab yours. And, again, like he said, uh, there's even 
an opportunity in the book to debunk some of the accusations that were made about the film. So we'll be back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. The Rick and Bubba Show. Dinesh D'Souza, uh, thankful for him giving us time again today on the show. 2,000 Mules, you know the movie. We talked about that. We saw that. We had viewing parties. Uh, and now the book uh, is out, and it go- goes into even even greater detail. We asked Dinesh, you know, uh, how this complements the movie. He's answered that with the, the things that um, the book brings to the table. Uh, we also asked, do you think this has made a difference in, in the midterm elections that are coming up? And he said, yes, at least from an awareness standpoint. And, and that kind of gets to the next question, Dinesh. So we know we say this on the show. You've said it. We, I mean, if you're not saying it, you just – you're not paying attention. We say we're living in a fake world now. It, it's all propaganda. There, nothing is real. You know, like when our president tells us that we're, you know, there's no inflation, but yet we all see it when we buy stuff, and it just feels weird. So, just like what we said about Clinton, Hillary Clinton, a minute ago, it seems like people like you, if you say, and those like you, and us who interview you and have these discussions. We think there's there's fraud in the voting process and cheating going on that are that, that's unconstitutional and illegal. We're removed from social platforms. Uh, we're we're canceled. We're called crazies, fringe, uh, conspiracy theorists. But then when the left, which they did in 2016, and now here's Hillary Clinton doing it again, when they suggest this could be done. It's as if that's that's logical, level-headed headed thinking. Legit. Th- th- that's legit. What, what, what's going on? Well, you're raising two separate issues. One right. is the issue of the double standard, right. and the other is the issue of censorship. Right. So with the double standard, that has become, in so many cases, you know, just glaringly blatant for anyone who's paying attention. Right. Uh, Democrats have denied, quite honestly, the last time the Democrats fully accepted <laughs> an election that they lost is 1988. Think about it. They they challenged the 2000 election, Bush-Gore. They challenged 2004. They challenged, of course, the Trump election in 2016. So the, the habitual election deniers are the Democrats. Republicans actually hate to challenge elections. And in my lifetime, and certainly my presence here in America since the late 1970s, this is the first time Republicans have raised questions about any election. So this is not customary behavior for the Republican side. It takes a lot for Republicans who by and large accept the system. Oh, yeah, you know what? We lost. No big deal. We'll try better next time. That's the Republican sensibility. And uh, but whereas the Democratic sensibility is we lost People voted for our opponents. This is an attack on democracy itself. Right. We, we hear this now. Oh, yeah. Uh, now, the, the censorship thing is a very serious problem, and it was a very serious problem for me. Oh, yeah. um, I mean, I, in releasing this movie, I can't advertise it on, on Facebook. I can't put the trailer up on YouTube. So we're living at a disgraceful time when, when these platforms practice systematic and blatant discrimination to suppress honest debate. And I'm really glad that Twitter may be going uh, into the arms of Elon Musk. I think that will make that will probably liberate that platform for the most part on the free speech issue. So things some things are looking up, but it's really uh, it's really disheartening that we've gotten to this dark place in terms of free speech in the United States. Yeah, it doesn't even feel like the United States. So now and, and we got about five minutes that this is always the question we get. And I'm sure you do, too. We see the movie. We're going to read the book. 
We agree this happened. We think some awareness may at least minimize it because, like you said, we know what's going on, and you've shown that. But I believe a lot of people who, who want elections to be fair and they want, they'll accept what the people say, they don't know what to do, Dinesh. It's like, what action are we supposed to be taking? What do we do? We agree with what we're being shown. We, 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 we realize now it's not a conspiracy theory. theory. We, it's got some legitimacy, but we're not sure what to do to try to correct it. Your, your answer to them. Uh, I would suggest two things. One, on an ongoing basis, every time you see one of your elected representatives, even at the local level, I would just ask them, hey, have you seen the film 2000 Mules? Have you read the book? What do you think about it? Uh, Put some pressure on your own lead. This is a case where our leaders are behind our followers. Mm -hmm. The, The mainstream base of the Republican Party agrees there's systematic fraud. The Republican leadership is not publicly on board. There's only a handful of congressmen. There's only one or two senators who have openly praised 2000 Mules. There are probably now some secret fans, but think about it. Kevin McCarthy hasn't said a word about it. Mitch McConnell, not one word. So um, many uh, of these Republicans are running away from this issue. Don't let them. That's my first point. And the second is, if you got the time and if you're able to do it, Come election time, which is to say from the early voting through the election, if you can volunteer your time and you need to sort of sign up to do that and participate in the election process, Republicans pay a lot of attention to the campaign. Democrats pay a lot of uh, attention to the actual administration of the election. Where are these drop boxes going to go? Who's going to open them and take out the ballots? Who's going to pull out the votes and take a look at them and decide if the signature is valid? So Democrats pay attention to the details of the process, and we Republicans need to be a little more involved in that. Dinesh, will will they be as many drop boxes this time because of the uh, COVID restrictions we had before? Uh, is that going to be as much an issue? And if you had to put on your 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 thinking hat and look forward into the future, where are the weak points now in the system that could be uh, used by by bad people to throw the election? Well, the weak points identified in two thousand mules. We we could go beyond two thousand mules and look at some things like like the issue of the machines, which I don't actually, I have not investigated. So I'm agnostic on that issue. I mean, I did see in the CISA report that machines can be vulnerable. Now the CISA report says, well, even though they can be vulnerable, they weren't used to cheat in the 2020 election. Um, But the very fact that they're vulnerable is a problem. Uh, True the Vote has done some important work showing that a U.S. election data has been transferred to China. And there was an indictment, um, there was an arrest um, of a uh, Conic, uh, Conic is an election software firm, and the CEO was arrested by the Los Angeles DA, no less, uh, for a data breach of U.S. election security. So some of this other stuff is hovering around 2,000 mules. But I would say that we that somebody needs to look at these nonprofits that are basically tax exempt, are not supposed to be involved in partisan electioneering and see if they're violating their IRS tax rules. Separately, we need to have surveillance on all the drop boxes. The drop boxes are not going away. Even after COVID, it's not as if the states are saying now in one or two places they are. In Wisconsin, for example, uh, there was an important ruling from the Supreme Court of that state basically saying there's no authorization in the state law to do this. So there are some changes going on, but they're going to be drop boxes for the foreseeable future. We have to figure out ways of dealing with them. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba.
Thanks for listening to the daily best of Rick and Bubba. To catch the entire show and for all things Rick and Bubba, go to rickandbubba.com, spell out ain't. Lord willing, we will catch you on the next edition of the Rick and Bubba Show. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba.